Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Alejandro Bolivar Cervoni, a volunteer in the research trial of the Moderna vaccine. We'll talk about how COVID-19 has affected his life and why he decided to get involved in finding a vaccine by enrolling in a research study. Thank you for following the Jesse Garcia Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. As of today, January 19th, 2021, COVID-19 has killed nearly 400,000 people and infected 24 million in the United States, according to data by the CDC. Last December, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration granted emergency use authorizations for two COVID-19 vaccines, which have been shown to be safe and effective, as determined by data from the manufacturers and findings from large clinical trials. Despite the vaccine's relatively rapid development, normal safety testing protocols were still in place. While some vaccines take a decade to develop, the COVID-19 vaccine relied on new science, a spike protein that will revolutionize the creation of future vaccines. Another reason why a COVID-19 vaccine was developed in less than 11 months was the outpouring of volunteers who signed up to serve as test subjects for its research trials. One of those brave souls was D.C. resident Alejandro Bolivar Cervoni. Alejandro signed up for the trial administered at George Washington University. GW is one of 90 locations in the United States selected to participate in clinical trials of experimental vaccines. Today, we talked to Alejandro about his experience in the trial and how he felt when he got the actual vaccine at the end. I want to welcome to the show a brave and bright young man, Alejandro Bolivar Cervoni who answered the call when science needed volunteers to test potential new vaccines. Alejandro didn't think twice about it. Humanity needed to be saved, and this guy stepped up. Thank you for coming on the show, Alejandro. Thank you, Jesse. It's a pleasure to be here. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself before we talk about the remarkable thing you did. Absolutely. I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I grew up in San Juan. I've been living in the state since college. I went to Duke, lived in North Carolina for four years and moved to New York City as a recent college graduate. I was there for three years before going off to business school at WashU in St. Louis. I've been in the DC area since 2018. I'm a data analyst at a membership organization in the DC area. I'm a bit of a data nerd, you could say. <laughs> it's pretty clear that I want to contribute data to something that was so important, which in this case was using science to solve a really big problem, which is a global pandemic, the likes of which we've never seen. So you're a numbers guy. I am. But you're also athletic and fun. This is where I met you. That's too kind. I'm not that great at kickball. <laughs> we met on the kickball field. Uh, yeah. You know, for people that know me, I love playing kick, adult kickball. You're actually good at kickball. <laughs> I, I barely struggle. But this is where you, how you network in D.C. That's um, how you do it. Exactly. In the gay community. And yes. I met Alejandro. And I was so impressed with his nature that I said, you know what? 
you're a really uh, active Latino. I want you involved in my uh, organization. So I made him join uh, our local LULAC chapter. It's and he's fantastic. active and bringing so much uh, wonderful knowledge to our group, especially from Puerto Rico, you know, because mm -hmm. we don't have enough uh, uh, information from the island to, it's mainly uh, Central America and Mexican Americans that are involved and you're bringing in the Puerto Rico contingent. So I appreciate you uh, uh, helping us diversify that. Of course, and uh, I never got to experience my gay Latino side either because I wasn't out of the closet in Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. This has been a really good part of me exploring a different side of my cultural and personal identity. So I well, I'm so happy you joined our family and we're able to help you with your journey. Thank now, you. when this pandemic took hold of the world back in March 2020, that's when everybody was like, we're in a pandemic. After right. seeing what was happening in China and it was spreading, people were still acting like if nothing was happening. You know, there was other stories that were making headlines, but by March, this had gotten serious. Right. What were your first initial thoughts on the virus? I didn't know what was going on. It was a lot of information going on at once. I was confused because at one point people were saying, don't wear a mask, you don't need to. Another point they say you do. I wasn't sure what I needed to do. And frankly, I was scared. I had made sure to stockpile on food so I would have enough to be self-sufficient. But beyond that, I was just confused. I really had no idea what was going on. And I had a wedding going on in Puerto Rico right before everything was going on. I was one of the first people to say, I'm not traveling. I'm not going to be around a big group. We had somebody at LULAC who was saying all the things now that we consider to be the law, basically, yeah. hands, social distance. But hearing that for the first time, I'm like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. So how did you manage to cope with all this change because we all locked down yeah what we thought was going to be till june mm -hmm. ended up being up until today we can't do things like go back to work we've right. had to adjust to you know teleworking mm -hmm. through a computer how, how have you managed to be alone during this pandemic i first have to say i'm very very fortunate i know a lot of friends of mine have been impacted by job losses, furloughs, pay cuts. I've been very fortunate that my job has been stable this time around and that has made things a lot easier. I would say resiliency has been what's kept me going. I've had lots of period in my life where I've had to adapt and be flexible. And this was no exception. I started off my career not really knowing what I wanted to do and it required a lot of introspection, evaluating, pivoting, and that was one of the things that I did early in the pandemic. The first thing I did was look at my finances and figure out where can I cut costs? If God forbid I lose my job, I wanna make sure I have as much of a financial cushion as I can. And it was something like, I, I pay very little for my phone plan. I'm on a prepaid plan. I was paying $45 a month for 10 gigabytes. I immediately slashed that down to two gigabytes of data because I'm home. Why do I need that much data? And that all of a sudden becomes $17 that starts adding up. So that was part of the flexibility. I think I also realized that I needed to use the position I was in mentally in terms of I had a good headspace being employed to help those that were less fortunate. So I started reaching out on LinkedIn to anybody that had been impacted by a job loss or was interviewing. 
And I was paired up pretty quickly through mutual friends of people that were in that journey where they needed to just go in, apply for jobs, interview, edit their resume. I worked with them and I was able to help a lot of people get matched up. That was a really good accomplishment. That's a beautiful, generous offer to do because some sometimes people that have been so used to working that haven't interviewed in years. So I've interviewed a lot. <laughs> so, so it's just sort of like for people that have been in that in their positions for so long, having to go back into the workforce and learn relearn all those interviewing skills and having to look at that resume again. Hard. That it's hard and it's great that you provided that service. Just you paid it forward. Of so course. Thank you for that. I, a year ago, I was I was struggling in my own personal life and professional life because I was in a job fit that really was not a good fit for me at all and ultimately wasn't what I wanted to do. It was less about marketing analytics, which is what I do now and I love. And it took a lot of hard work and it took a lot of building myself up, making sure that I was confident. And I think in the moment, it's very hard. But like you said, it's given me an advantage. It's given me empathy for my fellow person who's struggling professionally. And it's also made me really good at interviewing because I don't even know how many interviews I've been at this point <laughs> throughout my whole life. I mean, I've been I've been at this since I want to say 2011, you yeah. know, with internships. Yeah, when you're young, you get you get to do interviews for uh every other three years. You know, you have just like something coming up. If it ain't an internship, like you said, yeah, like getting into college. Yep you know, or like grad school, you name it, organizations that you have to be uh, part of. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an effort that takes a lot of concentration and preparation for. Yeah, you got to research the company, you have to know a lot about yourself in terms of the type of culture that you would fit in. I was in a big organization before and I was just overwhelmed by the scale of it, the slowness, because it is very bureaucratic. You have to check a lot of boxes. And for some people, that's great. But I like to be able to know that the work I do has an immediate impact. And the place that I work at now has been amazing. I'm coming up on a year. And that's... Congratulations. Thank you. It's a great milestone to, to be able to mark right now. And it's something that I know not a lot of people can do. But certainly, I'm glad that I'm hitting this milestone for sure. Some of the work that you, like you said, that you want to do because it has immediate impact mm-hmm. was a study that you agreed to be part of. Yes. When a Moderna vaccine, and well, Moderna, let's, let's dial it back. There's Pfizer, BioNTech, and then Moderna. Yes. Uh, for just as, a, as of January 16th today, we have 93 million infections of COVID throughout the, the world. 23 million of those are in the United States, 33,000 in the DC area. Mm-hmm. Now deaths, we have 2 million deaths. Uh, we've lost 2 million lives to COVID. In the United States, we're nearing 394,000. A daily rate, we were losing anywhere between 3,000 to 4,000. The highest numbers ever. Since we, were, we used to have that peak back in March, April, and May last year, our numbers have surpassed those numbers on a daily basis. Uh, it's just, it's just so sad. Um, DC has kept it to 842 people that we've lost. Uh, we've lost those lives and uh, affecting a lot of minorities more than um, a lot of the non-white population. Americans, uh, Latinx, yeah. Latinx and African-Americans. Uh, 
when the study of Moderna uh, was announced, what made you jump into this? I wanted to do something. I couldn't just stand idly looking at these numbers, looking at these tallies. And I felt that doing my part in terms of social distancing, staying home and wearing a mask, that wasn't enough. I wanted to basically do whatever I could. I'm converting to Judaism. We have a concept that's all about repairing the world. What could I do to go above and beyond for my community? What can I do for the world? And I think this, I want this to be a part of my lasting legacy. I know it's it's nothing compared to the people that are actual front responders, someone who is a doctor, a nurse, even someone who is working at a hospital. Anybody like that is doing a lot more than I can, but what can I do to provide data? And and you, but let me tell you something, Alejandro. When you had announced on social media that you were part of this vaccine, I was so proud of you, Thank you. because when this was being talked about in the summer, in the fall, I'm like, who's going to want to step up and be part of a study of something that's being rushed? It's because not being rushed. This is one of those things where I talked to my doctor about this. Yes. Today. The reason that was that was the conception that it was, that was the conception, rushed. yes. But tell us the, the actual fact. Yeah, sorry for, for jumping in there, but yeah. I had those same concerns. I wanted to get as much data as I could. When I went in for my first appointment, I had all these questions and I was able to sit down with the doctor who is running the whole trial at GW for the DC area. This is a national trial with 30,000 people. There are 300 in the DC area. And I was asking them, should I be concerned? Is this being rushed? It all has to do with the way that vaccines are normally run from an economic perspective. You don't know if a vaccine is going to work or not. It's basically, you don't want to put all your money in one vaccine and then have the vaccine go bust and all of a sudden kaput the company yeah. has lost money. That's just the economics of how a company like Pfizer operates. We had a lot of money coming from the government for this. So they were able to dedicate a lot more resources and develop a vaccine in a much quicker turnaround than it would take otherwise if they had to pull the resources together. They made this their biggest priority because even if the vaccine did not work as planned, they would not be going into the red for this. A lot of, it's like when you research a vaccine, it's like a lot of studies and it's being used. I'm assuming that whatever they learned about this vaccine can be used for other vaccines. That's right. They're developing an HIV tactic and it's using the same technology that's being used for the Moderna, uh, the Moderna COVID vaccine right now. So They're any research that's made, if it's not going to help out for this virus, it might help out for other viruses. Yes. So it's, it's important work. And um, I just got to applaud you for stepping up and, and taking that, well, that risk yeah. of, of some, some serious side, side effects, if there were any. Um, tell us, how did it feel, the study feel like? How did you feel when you, uh, when you started receiving the, the doses? And then tell us about the twist at the end when they told yeah. you. Okay. I wasn't really that concerned about the side effects. I'm thankfully a very young, healthy 29 year old man. I figured if I come down with a fever, I'll get over it. This is really about what can I do for the greater good? The way the trial is run, they had been doing different 
stages of testing. So I was coming in at the later part. This is stage three. This is basically the final checkbox so that we know if this vaccine is actually effective at preventing COVID. What I well, did- Can you tell us when you, what, what month you started? I started in August of 2020. I had applied yeah. in July. I think I saw a post on it on Reddit or a news article. I don't exactly remember, but I applied. I hadn't heard back, so I called them up and they said, okay, yeah, like come to GW, we'll do a health screening, make sure that you're healthy. We'll look at your prescription history, your medical history, take some blood. And I passed all the hurdles. And I also identified as a Latino man. That's a big part of this thing too. Like I want this vaccine to be representative of the population it's serving. It doesn't do that us was, any good. Yeah, because there was a problem that there were not enough people of color right in the trials you know so they needed they put that call out that we needed more people to diversify the pool of of uh, the research pool exactly i mean it's everything from gender to we want african americans native americans latinx there is a very interesting thing about gender in medicine is that the symptoms for a heart attack are very different if you are female versus male and that just goes to show that we can't operate off of just one assumption because the doctors or the nurses or the group studying the data happens to be of one racial or ethnic background. We want to have this be diversified as much as possible. And I think that's something where being Latinx myself, that was incredibly important. And I definitely oh. think it's important for everyone to, if you're considering signing up for a trial and you belong to a specific cultural racial group yes we need you you're, you're encouraged I so do. you're saying you're uh so you're saying that you're entering phase three of the study I, i've been in phase three yes i once i got through the initial screening they told me we're going to give you one dose now in august one dose in september it could be the placebo the two shots of the placebo or two shots of the real vaccine they would not tell me which one i got i was given a shot in August, I came back in September, given another shot. At that point, I had no side effects. It was basically like a mosquito bite. Like I didn't yeah. feel like And I- <laughs> Have had, you ever been afraid of needles in the past? Well, it's not that I'm afraid of needles, but I certainly don't like to look at it when it's being done. Anytime <laughs> that I, it's tricky donating blood as a gay man, but before I came out when I was able to donate, yeah, you know, you've got a big needle stuck to you. Yeah. I tell the person drawing blood, if you don't mind, let's do some small talk because I don't want to think about what's going on over yeah, here. You have to look away. I look away, exactly. I mean, I don't mind doing it. it it's not pleasant. Like, I'd rather be sitting on a beach drinking beer. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you got to do. So when you went back after those two doses of, of those shots, yes. what did you learn? Well, I wasn't told initially all that much. I would have some phone calls. I would have to complete an e-diary on an app on my phone specifying what my daily temperature was, if I'd had any symptoms. I would also have once a week, I believe it was, they would ask me if I had had COVID symptoms or been in touch with someone that was COVID positive. Mm -hmm. And the phone calls also would see if I had been changing my medication history. As a gay man, I take PrEP for HIV prevention. I think that's also one of the things that I bring to the table. A lot of members of our community take this medication to prevent the risk of HIV transmission. So yeah. I think it's important for people like me 
that take the same medication as me to be represented and know if there are any negative side effects, which there have not been. I take PrEP every day and I haven't had any symptoms or any side effects related to that. So how did you feel when you found out you were part of the placebo group? Well, I was just, let's go. I mean, the, the context with it would be, I believe around November, I found out that this vaccine was 95% effective. And to be honest, that was just a, that was an insane number. I think it was much higher than what I was expecting. I was elated. I heard about it through the news. Yeah. And a couple of days later, Moderna sent us a, an email, a letter from the doctor saying their intention was for anybody in the placebo group to be vaccinated because this isn't a one and done. We yeah. want to see how effective this vaccine is. Right now, we don't know if this is a bit like the chicken pox vaccine where you get vaccinated and you're good to go, set it and forget it. Or if this is like the flu vaccine where you have to go in every year to get a vaccine either because new strains emerge or because the immunity only lasts a certain amount of time. So I was really relieved when I got the vaccine. I'm not changing anything that I'm doing. I am basically a hermit. I'm still gonna social <laughs> distance. I'm still gonna wear my mask. I don't see anybody. I don't go to the grocery store, restaurants, but that's personal preference. I, I play it very safe, but that's not so, changing. So all the people in the placebo group had access to the vaccine after all? They get to choose. They, they get to choose. It's not, you're not required and you can exit the trial at all times. I had to come in. I went in this week where they gave me a new consent form explaining uh, potential risk, what the methodology is. They write it in plain English, so it's very easy to understand. I'm not having to pull Yeah, not, none of this legalese. None of this legalese. It's basically like you and I talking. And at the end, I have a few checkboxes where I get to say, I want to find out if I got the placebo or the real vaccine, and I want to be able to receive the vaccine now. Again, this is an ongoing trial. This goes on for 24 months. Yes. And definitely, this is actually part of the reason I wanted to join this trial. It goes on for 24 months. Yeah. COVID wiped away my calendar. I'm a planner. I needed to have things in my calendar <laughs> to look forward to, even if it's me getting taken blood out. So when you took, uh, you took, uh, finally took the vaccine. Yes. How did it feel for the first couple of days? Did you feel anything? Yes, I did, but nothing minor or nothing major. Sorry. It was essentially like if a friend kind of gave you a friendly punch, like my arm was a bit sore. I wouldn't. Oh, you get the sore arm just like any other shot. Exactly. I, I feel the same way anytime I get a flu shot. So yeah. it's not anything that would inconvenience me. Like I'm not going to go do push-ups or kickball uh, <laughs> or do uh, jumping jacks or anything like that right then and there. And I did feel a bit tired, but again, I feel the same way after I get the flu shot. I have talked to family members that are first responders or doctors and they haven't felt anything. It's really it's a mild inconvenience. I was able to continue to work. I was able to do everything I do in the house. I just was a little bit tired. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to go for my daily walk. I'm just going to yeah. watch a little bit of Netflix. But don't we all feel like that every Yeah, now sometimes now? we just, especially as it, it gets colder. It's yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip today's run. Or exactly. Walk, you know? exactly. But, I feel better now. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you participated in the study. Even okay. though you were part of the placebo group, you helped tremendously try to get this project off the ground and i'm so happy that they rewarded you with a with a vaccine i'm very because, happy it's not the younger part right now everyone uh, as of today the recommended groups are 
65 and older and first responders. That's right. That's almost generally throughout the United States what the policy is. So I'm like waiting, waiting and waiting for mine. I'm going to turn 50 this June. So I would I'm never not get. there yet, but yeah. you are lucky enough to be vaccinated. And I'm just so like um, thankful, thankful for the, you being part of history. How does it feel being part of history, being part of this? When people ask, you know, years from now, they're going to say, what did you do during the pandemic? You're going to give them a great story. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was a big part of it for sure. I'm I'm very proud of what I've done. I the out the outpour of support that I've had from my friends and family has been it's been great. I definitely feel very blessed, and it's nice to feel connected to people because I do know friends that have had relatives die from COVID. It's absolutely tragic. I know people that have gotten infected, and I wanted to do my part. So what message do you have for those worried about taking the vaccine? It's something that has been done with the highest level of scrutiny. I talked to my doctor, the, the, the person talking and with me planning the trial. I asked them, are you rushing things? Are you doing things differently? Are the standards lower? He said, no, the standards are actually much higher in terms of the efficacy of this vaccine. I'm not a medical professional, so I can't speak yeah. too much into those details, but it was enough for me to convince myself. I very much value my own health. I take it very seriously, but it was enough for me to take on that risk because I realized it would help the greater good. It's like, imagine all these research organizations that have to work on possibly uh, several dozen viruses at once, trying to find cures for all these different types of cancers and viruses and stuff. Imagine telling, going in one day and saying, okay, scrap all that, put that all on hold. We're going to concentrate on this one virus. Yeah. That's what That's they the has had. It's decimated industries. It's interrupted the way we see each other. I'm on a day-by-day -day basis, which as again, a planner, it doesn't come natural to me. So I'm not really thinking that far ahead into what it's going to do. But I think just being able to have had a role has been nice. And even just having a slot in my calendar, <laughs> as small as that is, like it's given me meaning in a small, small sense. Now, repeat what you said about after you got vaccinated, you're not changing your ways. I'm not, no. And that's no, incredible. What's important. the one thing you have to tell, uh, remind the audience to do once they get vaccinated? Well, first of all, it takes a little bit for the vaccine to start working in your body. It's not like, I became Superman all of a sudden. It takes about a week for the first dose to get you up to about 60% immunity. And then I have to get the second shot. And after the second shot, it's about two to three weeks. So you don't get a free pass right then and there. The other thing, like I mentioned, is we don't know if this vaccine is immunity forever or if it's immunity for a year or a certain amount of time. We don't know that. That's where I come in. Yeah, that's what people need to realize, especially yeah. people my age, that this could either be like the flu shot that right. you have to get it every season because as we've heard, COVID has different, keeps on coming up with new strains. And with that too, right now, we don't know if the vaccine is effective. To say, for example, I got the vaccine. I don't know if the vaccine is effective in terms of me preventing the spread. I know that if I have it, I'm not going to get COVID. I don't know for how long, but I will not get COVID. I don't know if I can pass it on. And that's where it plays into, I don't want to get anybody infected. I don't want to get my family infected. 
And just, just think of the, the one thing that you can count on, that is if you get the vaccine, you're going to be safe. Exactly. So I still mean, care about other people. But you, you, it doesn't mean you can become an, uh, an asymptomatic uh, carrier. carrier. Yeah. yeah. That's something we don't know. And that's why the trial is continuing. It's set for 24 months. Who knows? It might be extended. I'm going to stay in this trial as long as it takes because I genuinely believe in it. But what the doctors told me right then and there was continue to wear a mask, continue to social distance, and continue to wash your hands, which are things that have become a routine for me. I'm used to them. I'm going to continue to do them. I'm very much on the extreme side of things. I don't <laughs> really socialize all that much. I just don't think I want to take on that risk. So I'm not going to be changing really anything that I'm doing on that end. But well, I think it is, it is vital to, to wear a mask everywhere you go. Yes. And do it for other people. It, just do it. I mean, it's not that hard. Alejandro, I want to thank you so much again for coming on the podcast and, and sharing your journey. Hopefully when people realize um, what you went through, when they hear your words, it'll encourage them to take the vaccine and that we're still learning some stuff from mm -hmm. it, but that it's healthy. It's yeah. something that you should consider doing for the greater good. Just I think everyone good. should take the vaccine when they have a chance. I think this is science at its best this is really miraculous and it's amazing what together we can accomplish by pulling together our resources our brain power i am very pleased to have been a part of this and i'm very happy to have been able to share my story thank you jesse thank you alejandro